Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Well, that wasn't in the script. Brain again, and he's got it! Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not to three! Hello, welcome to Club Podcast of the Year nominee. It's all cobblers to me. The podcast for Northampton Town fans coming up. The good ship cobblers are boarded by pirates in Bristol. NTFC women are taken to penners and still win. And Danny leaves his Haribo in the car. So everything, and I mean everything is his fault this week. Hello, welcome. Danny, Neil, Chesie, you're all here. How are you? Very well, thank you. Good, good. Are you speaking for everybody, Chesie, or just uh, yourself? Prob- probably, because, I mean, I am a good spokesperson for the older boys looking after him. <laughs> maybe, go, old old good, <laughs> was, maybe old wasn't a good phrase, but... Jesus, <laughs> Well, welcome this is. Sorry, oh, Neil. Sorry, Neil. sorry, Danny. Sorry, Neil. Sorry, Charles. You're not all old. Well, you kind of are old, but... You'll have us in a home next. <laughs> Imagine pushing your wheelchair along. Yeah. That's what I always say to Sean. I can't wait for him to be really, really old so I can push him into six fields in a wheelchair. <laughs> I think we'll move on from this straight away. <laughs> Charles, when yes. you said everything's my fault this week, do you mean cobblers related or everything? No, no, everything, everything. Everything in the world. Yeah. yeah. If anybody has something that goes wrong this week, 
It is yeah. your fault. It's my fault. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, everyone, in advance. I think COP twenty six. Danny's fault. <laughs> my fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. What else? Second second jobs. Danny's fault. Sneaky second jobs. Sneaky second. It's not even sneaky. That's the that's the worst. Oh dear. It's all political to me. (laughs) (laughs) Should we get Should we get straight to Bristol? I mean, it's already here, Charles. I'm I'm just returned. I shan't be going back anytime soon. No offense, Danny, but it's a a review for Bristol. (laughs) (laughs) It was It was an unpleasant day. It was a great day, but just it was only yeah. 90 minutes. <laughs> See, it, my, my trip advisor was not going very well. Yeah. It was a lovely day, great company, but terrible yeah. 90 minutes worth of football. Oh, if I could yeah. give minus stars, I would. <laughs> I would to the mem. Oh, my God. Harry Bowes promised, not delivered. <laughs> <laughs> However, but, neck acrobatics did be did did appear so okay yeah. you're gonna have to explain it like should i explain on, it now it's fantastic yes go for so it obviously i love the king as we all know Quirky, um, yeah. now i'm not exaggerating but it was a thing of beauty and danny back me up now it was so basically what happened was and there's, there's no other way to describe it uh the king leapt high into the sky and basically did a backflip with his neck and in some kind of mad defense, and it, it was just wonderful. Yeah, but what, it was the best moment of the match for him. Yeah. So. <laughs> for him. everyone. Uh, yeah, I mean, poor, I think it was Rich who was standing behind you, Jeffy, one of our patrons, who just happened to have a go at Koiki at one moment, and your face, <laughs> when you turned around to look at him, means we may not ever see poor old Rich again. We haven't heard from him since, since he made that comment, so... I mean, I don't know what happened after the game, but he, he may not appear ever again. So I, get in touch, Rich, to make let us know you're still alive after that comment. I love the balls on that. That's, yeah. that's the balls to, to actually... I did turn around and go, Shh, do you know who's standing right in front of you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Well, I, I appreciate that it wasn't the best day in Bristol for, for either of you two or great any chippy, other though, fans. I have to say. Great chippy. I had a great chippy on Gloucester Road. Oh, which was 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 a good peak. I mean, this is it because I, I I've watched the highlights back, and I have to say that it doesn't look like we were particularly good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a finest hour, Charles. I have to say, or ninety um, minutes. Yeah. However, can I caveat this? I mean, you can try. It is going to happen, isn't it? Where you're going to have. Seasons like this are going to throw up really odd games like that. I was talking to many a Rovers fan yesterday, Traitor. and the general consensus was that somewhere along the line they were going to pick up a result, and it just happened to be that we met them when they were on their kind of upward curve as such. I think we just weren't at the races. I don't think it's. I don't think you should be worried by it. I think it's just a genuine. It just didn't work. And also as well, when it really wasn't working for us, nothing was falling for us. And that you kind of get the impression that just ain't your day at that point. Um, I don't think there was anything particularly wrong with with the tactics, really. I just think we were unfortunate in the fact that McGowan wasn't fit enough. um, And that meant that Revan was really exposed, which is not, it doesn't fall on his shoulders. It's just, you know, it's part and parcel of... Of professional football, he wasn't match fit. He's 
he's nowhere near as as big as some of the others on that pitch and he's very young and he just got overexposed and from minute one we were kind of forced one it was very one-sided which then meant everybody else was trying to cover and and it just wasn't our day but I don't think it is a sign of things to come necessarily I just think it's going to be one of those that trip us up it's the response we need now because we've got two big games coming up I'm not concerned is the the caveat there Charles okay fair enough I but it I mean, was awful. See, this is the thing that worries me the most is I think you're right in terms of the fact that Aaron McGowan being out injured definitely is not a good thing at the moment. And that's no disrespect or anything to Dominic Ravan. But after we were kind of praising him over the last couple of games that he's played, because he's done very well filling in, he didn't seem to, according to what I've seen other Cobblers fans say, didn't seem to have um, his best game in professional football ever. I think there's potential, Charles, that he may have had a beer or two. (laughs) Really? Potentially. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I mean, like Jeffy said, I don't think it was particularly his fault in terms of the positioning because they were playing everything down the left side once mm. they once they found out in the first minute where our weakness was they just exploited it every time and I think it's more a lot to do with our tactics that we do get stretched in that sense a lot when our fullbacks push up it just leaves us so exposed at the back and it's I think it's it's probably his mistakes and stuff when the left winger who's not actually left winger is a, is a defensive midfielder or a centre back usually um, Grant who was the one on the left hand side when he gets in that position, it's then his job to close it down. He just didn't do in, enough of that. Um, but I think from the off, it, and, and when we see that happening three or four times in the first five or 10 minutes, we're, we're, we're all stood there saying, we know what's going to happen. We know where the goal's coming from because it's just so open. It's so exposed on that side. Um, and it took, it, we just didn't change it. Nothing changed. And that, that was a frustrating thing for me that we could clearly see what was going on. Um, and it just didn't get addressed at all. I think Sowerby was a big miss as well in the middle. I was going to say, I think I would probably lay more blame at uh, Flores's door than Revan. Revan has barely played any professional football, has he, really? Um, yeah, he's a youngster, isn't he? Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. Flores is he's not like a... Supposedly championship material midfielder. Well, he's, yeah. He's, he's not a right-back either, Revan, is he, by his trade? I know no. he has played his last couple no, of games. No, no. He's, so, he's not played against great opposition so far, and I think this is the first time he's properly been tested at that position. And Probably cut him a little bit more slack, but Flores, I, he's, he, that's yeah. where we lost the game, I think, because we were so exposed that Williams was having to do everything on his own. You're not I a also, fan, I think, are you, Neil? I also judging think... Judging by your tweets. <laughs> of Flores? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, maybe... Look, I, there might be a player in there somewhere. I'm sure there probably is. I just yet for cobblers, I've yet to see anything of note, and I don't. It doesn't impact the game in any in any real way, shape, or form, which is okay. A lot of the time, you do have players in the background that don't necessarily impact the game, but they're doing some good, what you call the donkey work or the dirty work. But he doesn't even do that. But I thought so Flores I, was like meant to be almost like the marquee flair signing. Well, I mean, he, his passing is not great. So I, whether it's just a lack of form or lack of confidence or, or what, I don't know. But I, do, I just don't know what he brings to the team, really. He's just, it feels a little bit, it's not quite as bad as this, but it almost feels a little bit as playing with 10 men. It's obviously not as bad as that because he's a body on the pitch and stuff. But I just don't know what he offers. 
He's not Sowerby, basically, is he? And we've not replaced Light for Light. We've replaced a Sowerby who will do the dirty work and will just go about not getting noticed with someone who wants to get on the ball and pass it and just will not get that chance in a game like that. Um, no, I, don't I, know, feel I don't like... know who else we, we could have put in there, but it just, Flores just seems a complete wrong option. Did we go with me. the same formation as well? Yeah. yeah. As normal. So it yeah. is basically, right, replace Sowerby with a player that is the furthest away from a Sowerby-esque midfielder. Well, but is he? Is it because I mean, Salby's the the ball player midfielder, right? Supposedly, and but he still gets stuck in a bit. Don't he's he? a bit yeah, he gets stuck in as well, though, of course. Isn't he? In in his in his nature, because he tracks back quite a lot, doesn't he? And I yeah, know... he's a bit like a Joel Byram. Isn't yeah, he? yeah, absolutely. He doesn't get hold of the ball and play a simple pass left or right and keep things ticking over. He doesn't go flying into challenge like challenges like McWilliams does. He tries the odd sort of tricky pass I guess to, to try and create something but invariably it goes to the opposition or off the pitch so uh, I don't know I I just don't I don't really really know what sort of player he is I don't know what he's supposed to be I guess the argument is that there's not who would be the opposite who would be the one that come in c- comes in and the only one on the bench that could have been is Pollock and he's not exactly the similar type of player to Salby either I wouldn't say he's more of a like attacking player isn't he so I don't, know whether it, what the... it, I don't know whether, Danny, though, it was a bit of a mistake not giving Pollock a go because it brings something different, doesn't it? And he hasn't played for a while. So he would have had the, is it the bit between his teeth? Is that mm-hmm. the right expression? Yeah. 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 Um, and really had a, might have had a really good go at it. But I think another another problem on you, what you had was the issues that you guys have mentioned in midfield. But the problem you had as well is because poor old Revan was getting just overhauled. You had the horse coming in and trying to they almost every now and again were just switching weren't they so mm-hmm. it was like there there was that lack of shape and I think that's where we were exposed because the midfield didn't quite have the shape and then the defense it was like a little bit of a switcheroo situation which didn't help um but I mean we didn't show anything up front and I don't think that you can just lay the blame at the cobbler's door because I also do think that Rovers were nowhere near as bad as what they look on paper. They're a decent, solid side. Um, and they weren't necessarily dirty about it, but they were um, clever in their approach to it, which, by the way, I have no problem with. I think it's, I, I love it when games are like that, especially when they're going your way. But I think that they, they're very solid um, and they go about it with their game with a bit of intent. And I have, n- I have no question that they're going to be right up there come after Christmas. If they, if they play like that every week. We were poor, but we know how poor this league is. So I could put at least five teams below them and they're 16th, 17th, aren't they? So, I mean, that's their second win now in a row in the league. Yeah, they're going to be fine. And I, th- I don't think that we can discount... I don't think I can call it quality, but discount their efficiency. And I think that was one thing that, that we came unstuck with. It wasn't just because we were poor. They weren't a bad side. Mm. Whereas with the Carlisle I, Can game, I disagree? <laughs> you can, but I was there. Uh, well, yeah, no, but, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I watched it as well. So uh, I, then They're not a great side at all. They, Neil, nobody's good. But that doesn't mean that that makes them good because nobody's good. Okay. Fight, 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 fight. No, no, I just <laughs> no, it's a fair they're, point. they're a lot it's... better than with than the dross we've played the last few games. Yeah, I agree. Like the, the market like the Carlisles, the Stevenage, the Mansfield that we yeah, played. Yeah, they're better than that. Brushed I aside. Wouldn't, they're I wouldn't they're a lot they're not, good. 
I'd, I'd say they're pretty decent. And I think what they've got now... You guys are just in love with Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> what they've got going for them Incorrect. now is they, they, haven't been doing, they haven't been doing very well at home. If they get that right, they're still going to start rising because that's a tough old place to go when that... It's a, it's a pretty good atmosphere, to be fair, when that gets going. Because um, it's a proper old school ground. I'll get off the loving. But, Jesus, um, crikey. What can I say about Joey Barton that will turn the tide? Oh, don't worry, we'll get there. (laughs) We'll get there, don't worry. But no, sorry, Karen Neil, you were you were saying that Bristol Rovers were about to go down, weren't you? No, I don't I'm not I didn't realise I was on it's all Bristol Rovers to me. Sorry. (laughs) Just going back to the the talk about the midfield and and it not being necessarily individual players issues the one question or the one thing that I think that you could potentially do is maybe move Paul Lewis back into the central midfield and then you could play somebody like Pollock or even maybe Dylan Connolly in the number 10 role so I mean it would then in a way it's one of those things where like if you're playing football manager then you'll obviously and you get an injury and you think to yourself, right, I've got to now change who plays in that position. But actually, that one player might mean that you now need to change your whole formation, the whole way that you actually go about playing that particular game because you've now lost a major cog in your wheel, which I think Saabi is. Because, I mean, it, you look at what happened, or what, you know, we were we were fairly you know, average, weren't we? And then Sowerby's come back from injury and came back into the side. I think he came back in, did he, against Hartlepool? And I know we lost yeah. that game. But then we went on a four-game unbeaten run where we won all those games, didn't concede a goal. So there is that correlation, I think. And it does seem, this season especially, it does seem as soon as we lose somebody that is one of those main players, then everything goes to pot a bit. And I'm just wondering whether actually, potentially, the mistake isn't on an individual in the playing department, but is maybe more at, you know, the coaching end of it, on the basis of really what should have happened is that we should have changed the formation to fit the players that we actually had. Because I, I, I do look at the squad at the moment and I think, okay, the starting 11, the first 11 is pretty good but as soon as you go beyond that I then start to wonder how you know we're going to be able to cope with any injuries because it it just gets to that point I think the only person that has really come in off the back of an injury and has had a really big impact and has been a player that you could turn around and be like oh they're they're quite good actually I'm happy that they're in the side and that's Ali Koike Obviously, he's the king. <laughs> <laughs> Set you up there. Yeah, um, I mean, he's been a, almost a bit of a revelation on many counts, really, because, like you say, he wasn't expected to be in the squad. But I kind of disagree with you a little bit, though, Charles, because I do think there is more depth there than we have had in previous seasons. I just think that we haven't quite got it right at the moment with who to play and when to play. I think the issue with, uh, for example, saying your your statement saying that we seem to go to pot. Well, 
we definitely didn't against Carlisle when Revan came on and played really, really well. All right, Carlisle were poor, but he played really, really well. And Aaron McGowan, it was like, like for like, really. There was no difference really in the quality of play. So I don't necessarily think it's a depth issue, possibly just something that we need to iron out, which we're still doing. I know it is November, but we are still ironing these things out. I think I think that shows that a right the right back position isn't necessarily weak. In can I depth. disagree again? Yeah, you, you can do. That's fine. I, I just for me, it's more about um, a thing of like we we've gone to this kind of what would you say it is? Is it a four four one one formation that we've got? Um, I, I'm not quite certain exactly how it is um, and how it looks on paper, but. As soon as you get rid of, or you say, as soon as you get take one of those major players out of the team, we're still trying to play that same formation, and maybe that's what the problem is more than the the players as such. But feel free to disagree on the right back, Neil, completely. Oh no, sorry, I was disagreeing with Jeffy again. Sorry, Jeffy. Oh. Feel like it's pick on Jeffy from me, Dave. It's not. <laughs> don't it's worry, it's not. absolutely fine. I don't mind. I promise you, it's not. Um, <laughs> I just think there is a bit of a depth problem. I think I think at the moment we are one, two or three players away from being a good team as opposed to a, an all right team, which I think at the moment we're an all right team, which seems a strange thing to say considering we've been third for a, a few games and what are we now, fourth or fifth or whatever it is. Fourth, yeah. But I still don't think we're necessarily a good team at the moment and I don't think we have necessarily been a good team we've had some good results and we've kept some clean sheets and stuff i would probably call us functional i more, agree with more... that actually neil what you've just said functional i agree that's we can agree <laughs> on that got, it's very good <laughs> we are a very functional <laughs> team <laughs> which is fine but i think we're a couple of players away from being a good team and well, i mean i think we've, we've got a good base to work from right if we can have a bit of a dabble in the transfer market in january they'll dabble but i think the problem definitely is when we've lost a couple of key players we've struggled and when you look at the bench I mean you just said it yourself a little bit earlier Danny what else could we have done apart from play Flores there (laughs) if that's the thing and that's the problem then we probably are a bit short on depth and stuff and options yeah I, I think I agree with with that to be honest um I want to talk about the thing that seems to have been or at least it's it's been discussed at, at length within our um fan club patreon slack channel uh, over the weekend which is that well john brady mentioned this in his post match interview where he talks about the referee passing the ball back to bristol rovers to allow them to take the free kick that then led to them going on and scoring the equalizer I did. I. I mean, we were a long way away, weren't we, uh, Danny? But I, I didn't un- understand that comment, and I couldn't see it. I haven't watched it back. But Not awesome. I. I. <laughs> I just. Didn't, I just. I just didn't see it. I just didn't. No, it, it's nothing from what I've seen. I've, not, I've watched it back on iFollow today, and I think Brady calling it essentially called it an assist. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what it was he's basically well, I think one of our players has gone to kick it and he's done a little little flick and knocked it back to their free kick taker but there's still a lot of time for us to get back in shape and to get back to doing what we're doing it's, it, 
I think he's clutching at straws a little bit there, Brady, because there's still a lot of work for them to do from the feet, like they switched it over to the other side and then crossed it in. And there's a lot we could have done to prevent that. And I think that, that comment was a little bit odd, I think, watching it back. I he think did he say just... that, though. Hmm. Yeah, he I, say, I he did say, but by no means. Look, you know, we sh- we still had chance to stop it and defend yeah. the yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. I yeah. mean, I haven't seen it; I couldn't see it on the highlights either. Um, and they didn't noticeably they didn't mention it on the iFollow commentary at all during the game or anything. So. No, because I don't think it was that obvious, really. No, it wasn't. And to, unless you're looking out for it, I don't think you would have been. Interestingly, In though, um, and I'm going to mention it, but I'm going to mention it very briefly because I don't think it needs to be mentioned any further, really. Than what <laughs> Everyone I now is going, what's this going to be? <laughs> yeah, all bombshell. By oh. around 75, 80 minutes, all four sides of the ground were complaining about the referee, away and home fans. And it was a really obvious because it was a really bitty game because the ref didn't let it flow. However, and by the way, that point is com- complete stands, but... You, if you are then using that as your reasoning for losing games, you're on dangerous territory because, like we've all just said, that you have to do more. You have to stop that. We didn't do enough in that game, regardless of whether the ref had a poor game or not. I mean, he sent one of their players off. We had like 20 minutes to get back in the game and we never did. So we can't use that. He was poor, but that's what he was. All of them are poor. If you put all League Two refs in a line... I could probably say every single one of them are going to be awful, you know? So we just have to, we can't use that as an excuse and we can't use it as almost bait to say, oh, well, the ref was terrible. Let's just get on with it. Yeah, I agree. I I think John Brady did basically say that. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But in terms of fan base, not John. I don't um, think the fans are saying that the referee is terrible. I don't think think they are either. But they're not blaming it on that. And it is definitely a case of that it was a bad day at the races for the Culpers because it, it, we just weren't good enough. We're never good at the Memorial Stadium. Apart it's like we crumble every time. One crumble against the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Apart I, from that John Joe Day, that was great. I had a horrible experience watching the game on iFollow. What did you? <laughs> was it just to do with the fan that was shouting the whole entire game? There was two things, Danny. Oh. The, the cameraman, I think, was... <laughs> Oh, hang on a minute. I think I know what you're going to say about this. <laughs> on acid and recording it on a Nokia 3210. Nice. And the fan... <laughs> Playing snake the... in the background. <laughs> <laughs> the fan in the background. Oh, my days. He... Oh. And, and actually, Jake Sharp on Twitter summed it up perfectly. I won't say what he called him, but... Oh. Hello. He, it began with M and ended with Elt. Um, but Jake Sharp also said, um, "You don't usually mind it if some of the if some of it's quite funny and and a bit of banter." But it was relentless nonsense. <laughs> and absolutely, no, no way to speak about Pete Warren. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. Sorry, it, Pete. It you, even Pete. got to the point. The, the Bristol Rovers fans around this fella were telling him to shut up. Really. Uh, <laughs> My, oh, my days, honest. So, it, basically, watching that game on iFollow felt like, A, I was on a roller coaster and I was getting motion sickness, and B, I was getting a headache from this complete and utter Herbert <laughs> shouting nonsense. Neil. Great use of Herbert. Neil, yes. you know why you felt like you were on a roller coaster? Why? Because Ali Koiki was doing the hokey-cokey. 
<laughs> he was doing it. something. I'm not sure. I'm not sure <laughs> what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> we could oh. we could talk about. I, I, there is still quite a lot about that game we could talk about. I think, but uh, oh. <laughs> can, I, can I talk about Walton for a minute? You can do. Yeah, go on. Um, and I, I I'm a bit of a Pete Walton defendant. I don't think he deserves as much slack as he gets and a flack mm. as he gets. But <laughs> for the second goal, he's basically done the thing that I do as a parent where he's about to tell the kid off and he's, he's gone like, Guthrie's got the ball and he's like, careful, careful! <laughs> and the guy's gone through and scored. And I, 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 enjoy, I just enjoy listening to Pete. I yeah, don't know what it is. I, I, don't, I didn't listen to the whole thing back again, um, but it's just oh, it, it's funny listening so to the, Pete. There was another point during the game where... He was he was talking through a challenge. I think it was a foul on McWilliams. Um, and he was talking through it. There's nothing wrong with that at all. It's not even a foul. Just <laughs> as the referee was showing their player a yellow card. <laughs> it was a oh, good time. And Pete, well done. Got that one right again. It was a bit like, uh, did you watch the England game on Friday night, was it? Um, who do we play? Albania, I think. Five, we won 5-0. Yeah, Lee Dixon kept saying things like, and he, he did this at one point, he went, well, this referee's very lenient, just as the referee gives a foul and a yellow card to the Albanian <laughs> <laughs> defender. I missed There was a lot match. of that. There was a lot of it. Only the first half was worth watching, I'll be honest with you, well, I'm, I spent my evening with Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, so, I mean, I was quite happy. That's a... Uh, Sounds like an entertaining evening. Um, Spend the next day with Goofy. (laughs) (laughs) Well played, Danny. Well played. Right, we'll take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Welcome back to It's All Cobblers to Me, uh, the cobblers under 18s. Boys and girls, um, 1-3-0 at home to Luton Town in the EFL Youth Alliance League Southeast on Saturday. Jack Connor got two and uh, Tommy Curry, great name, with the goals. Um, and Shane Goddard's side will host Stockport County in the FA Youth Cup second round on Wednesday the 17th of November, which will be played at Sixfields. That's good, isn't it? Mm, that's it's exciting. Under the youth. Under-18s football mm. cup. Stuff. He's scoring a lot of goals, old Jackie Connor. Good, he is. Yeah, he keeps his name keeps popping up on the uh, the twits and things, doesn't he? Pop it, pop it. Oh, yeah. Six fields. Do the is it the same in the youth cup? Do the big boys come in round three? Because no, a couple no, of years I, ago we got Arsenal. Didn't yeah, we? no idea. Dean T- right. Austin rocked up <laughs> to support them. In the oh dear, yeah, he did, didn't he? Um, no idea is the answer, Danny, I'm afraid. I, I'm, I'm going to find out. Oh, that's normally your job. <laughs> that man, Danny. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I think we did mention this last week or the week before, but Tom Clifford has now officially been appointed as um, the fan's director. Tom Cliff's an absolute was. legend. We love Tom Cliff. 
Do you think they had a ceremony? Yeah, did they have a, swore, a swearing, swearing in ceremony? Is that what they call it? What were they all? Yeah, I won't say. Um, wearing robes? I, I hope he had like a, a mayoral, mayoral, is that how you say it? Mayoral, mayoral. robe. Muriel. Yeah. Muriel. Mayoral. Muriel was wedded. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he had a kimono on. Oh, oh amazing. <laughs> he um, had to put his hand on <laughs> the bingo <laughs> machine. The, the bingo. One of the, the bingo machine, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. On the uh, subject of Tom Cliff, can I shout him out for something? Yeah. So can can I get a bigger big shout out to Tom Cliff and Ollie Lloyd, who God bless their hearts, held on to my cobbler's shirt for an entire week to make sure all the players signed it so that it can be framed and put on my tunnel that I've got in my house that I'm creating. So thank you very much, very much appreciate it, and the players for signing it. Oh, beautiful! Lovely. Lovely yeah, we, we love them. That is. Um, just out of interest, is this a, a like a, a Great Escape style tunnel that you're digging to get out of Watch It? No, it's like a cobbler's tunnel. Oh, so no digging yeah. involved. Well, I hope not, unless it's the East Stand <laughs> with me tractors. I'm still waiting for Kelvin to ring me up and ask whether he wants my tractors for the East Stand. Ooh, might not be long. Might not I know. be long. I'm very Won't excited. <laughs> starting my uh, starting my journey up the M5 with those tractors. <laughs> um, on a on a sad note, um, we lost a cobbler's player of years gone by and manager as well in Ron Flowers this week. And actually, I, I will I'll, I'll be completely honest, I had no idea that he'd um, played for us. Uh, uh, Charles, he was a question in the quiz that you won a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think I, I think that displays wrong. that Charles Googled the answers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, didn't necessarily yeah. get that one right. Mostly known for Wolves, like Wolves legend, isn't mm. it? But, um, yeah, a couple of years here, player manager as well. Well, because it, it surprised me, you see, because obviously he was part of the the England nineteen sixty six World Cup winning squad, and the thing that surprised me was that actually it was the very next season that mm. he signed for the Cobblers, and you kind of think to yourself, how on earth would we have managed to have got an England player? Playing for us, but it was right at the end of his career, wasn't it? I mean, I, I think in one of the tributes that I, I heard this week, they were talking about how essentially he was a bit old for the 66 World Cup squad. But also we were on our way back down from the Division 1 as well. I think we were in Division mm. 2 maybe when he was here, Division 3 maybe, but slightly higher up. I was trying to think of a comparison as to who out of... Uh, like if we sign someone next year from the England Euro squad from this year, oh goodness! No, I don't. I don't think you could, Danny. No, not compare it. Not no. Was Jamie Vardy in the squad? No, he's, he's still retired, retired, isn't he? Yeah. There's no one old. Get him enough. in. <laughs> There's no one old enough. I don't think from that Euro squad is no, there. That's true. That's They're true. all very Gareth young. Southgate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could you imagine? Uh, right. Um, let's get some. Emails. It's time to read your letters out, but things have changed, so listen out. If you want to write about Northampton Town, you'll need to write this next bit down. Just have a rant or just some fun at podcast at cobblers to me.com. No matter if we lose or win, send us your thoughts. Come on, 
get them in. So we've had, well, actually a message on the Slack, Danny. Oh, yes, we have. Do you want me to read it? Yes, go on, why not? Is this from Michael? It is. Slack Charlton. (laughs) (laughs) Slacky Gronin? I don't know. Um, Slacky McNamara. (laughs) Slack Grealish. Uh, slack English, oh, of course. It's the small yeah. things, isn't it? <laughs> Michael, uh, by the way, great to meet Malcolm yesterday in the UAE and the oh, yeah. and Rich. Brilliant. Um, nice little slack meet up there with, with Rich. Yeah. Rich was a good and laugh. Malcolm, well, Malcolm um, refused to sing a live version of his jingle, though, which was a bit disappointing. What? Probably probably because you forgot the Haribo, Danny. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. yeah it's all your fault, Danny. Yeah, it is. Everything, everything in the world. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Michael says suggested topic for discussion after yesterday's showing. Time. Yeah. Time. He says, I was watching the Bradford Port Vale game yesterday and the breaks in play in the second half seemed more excessive than usual, especially after Port Vale took the lead. I got my stopwatch app open from the 65th minute, other apps are available, and started tracking the times each time the ball was out of play. By the 90th minute, in the 20- in 25 minutes of play, the ball had been dead for just shy of 14 minutes. Now, I didn't do this at all for the Rovers game, but imagine that in that second half, the numbers would have been even more staggering. Eight minutes of stoppage time certainly wouldn't have covered it, and that's not taking into consideration the dead time during this period too. With analytics and quantitative analysis such a big part of the modern game, is it not time that the FA UEFA address this? The most obvious solution would be to stop the clock every time the ball is dead and reduce the half lengths by five or ten minutes also depending on what the data dictates to actually provide a better standard of football. Not to mention also getting rid of all the time-wasting tactics that are so bloody obvious. Um, yeah, mm. that's a great point. I think the one example yesterday was the um, triple substitution, which, oh. which took, how long did you say, Neil? Six minutes? Six minutes. Six minutes. It, it, balmy. It was- it was it was Barmy. Barmy is the right <laughs> word for it. I didn't know what was going on. I mean, was a wa- walked off. It wasn't his number. It was someone came on. So, uh, so what? I think Michael's there? got a very good point. By the way, I do too. To be honest, I mean, but would you do the that that that? I, I, Michael suggests doing the, you know, the old stopping the the clock when the ball goes out of play. You know, like they do in NFL. Yeah, I was going to say rugby, but I was, uh, yeah, yeah. you knew that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, the better rugby I was talking about. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I enjoyed that noise. <laughs> Can we have it again? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the North Stand noise. <laughs> I mean, yeah, would you be in favour of having a, a stop clock? Is that what they would call it? Uh, I would. I I think actually we, it, and it, it's happening more and more. It seems to be as the seasons go on that there's less and less playing actual playing time, and it is ridiculous how long some things take, and it's left to the referees to essentially pick a number out of thin air of what they think is the right amount to add on, basically. So I, yeah, I mean, and I think the the point is that Michael's touched on is that you'd probably have to shorten the halves, right? Um, which would make sense as well. I mean, there's only it, you know, if the bit he monitored, there was what, 25 minutes of play, did he say in the second mm-hmm. half? Although he only stopped watched it from the 65th minute. So maybe you'd say 30 minutes of play in total, maybe 
maybe 35. So mm. you could conceivably say, right, you know, 40 minute halves or, or whatever and stop the clock. That's what they do in rugby, right? Yeah, it is. But I mean, maybe, the, maybe this is me being very um, traditional, if you like. But essentially, I just think that if you change it to being only 40 minute halves, then then part of football's gone. Do you also then like risk, uh, I don't know, if your team's winning and they want to stretch their legs for a few minutes, then just stopping and not having any like implications on it because they know that they can take a few minutes. What do you mean stopping? You know, just like sitting down on the side of the pitch when the ball goes out for a throw and just, refuse, <laughs> just refusing to take a throw because they know they can have a rest for a few no, minutes. So you, you'd have to implement like a almost like a play clock, wouldn't you? Yeah. When the ball goes off, you know, you've, oh, you've got, got 15, so you've got, got 10 so seconds long, yeah. or 15 seconds to get to get it back into play or whatever. Or, or well, the ball explodes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> how fun <laughs> would that be? I mean, you do have, you do have in, so in, in rugby union, for example, the referee oh, will turn around and, and, and get players to get on with it. Even, it, even though the, you know, the, the time is off because it is to stop exactly that thing. I mean, they've even started doing that in play now where, like, I think the ball is in a rock or something like that. If the scrum half is taking forever to basically get the ball back out and into play, then the referee can award a penalty if they take too long. So, I mean, there are, you know, it wouldn't just be a simple case of just going, right, you can't do this anymore and, and we'll take the, the stopwatch and we'll take the time off when the ball goes out of play. There would the referee would still be sort of going, come on. And I don't think it would necessarily be, or it would have to be a case of going and saying, every time the ball goes out of play, the clock is stopped. It would be up to the referee to actually say the time, you know, has has been stopped. I think if the ball, if the ball goes out for a throw-in and the player goes and picks the ball up in a relatively you know, timely manner and gets on with it, then the the time just carries on. However, if if it's exaggerated or whatever, then the referee will be like, well, time off. Go and speak to the player, tell them, no, you can't take that long to get the ball back, back in play. Make sure you go on, time goes back on, throwing gets taken. The more, another way you could do it is have an official timekeeper. So their role is purely to keep time. Every time the ball goes out. Is that what, not what the fourth official does though? Oh, the fourth official's got too much going on, haven't they? They're not, they don't. But no, what I mean is, so essentially almost it's done visually so you can see it. Mm. Okay. And then, so, so then, then there can never be any qualms also about how much stoppage time there is. Because I think, I, I think part of the point, isn't it, is that Michael is saying, well, actually, there should have been much more stoppage time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. If, if you've got a clock that is tracking, you know, added time or whatever. Mm. So, you know, look, the, there's a, a player goes down injured. That soon as that player goes down injured, the official clock man yeah. or woman. <laughs> clock man. Start, starts their button. <laughs> starts their button. Right. Right. Play started again, stops the button. That maybe is ticked up to two minutes, 37 seconds. Next time there's an injury or a substitution, start the button, right? It's gone from 2.37 to 4.12 or whatever. Yeah. And then by when it comes around to the end of the half, okay, so there was six minutes and 13 seconds. That's your added time. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, that could be a way of doing it. I mean, I, I don't know if it is that much of an issue. I it think definitely is. Do do you though? I mean, had we won that game and we'd been doing it, would be we wouldn't be sat here talking about it. Mm. But I think it's an issue, full stop, in football. I don't mean necessarily just because we won or lost a game due to it, and we've had a couple of games this season where there's been loads of injury time, hasn't there? Mm. Um, Newport, I think, was what twelve minutes or something. Yeah, it's more about actually. You look, you go, you pay money to go and watch a football match, and you don't pay money to go and watch 20 minutes of football and 25 minutes of the ball being out of the pitch. Is that it, not part or, part and parcel of it, though? Do you not expect the fact that the ball will be out of play? To a point, because I think that's probably what makes the game the game, mm. if that makes sense. But I think it's gone too far. I think Michael's point is it. It has, and it's just more excessive than usual across the board. I don't think it's limited to the Bradford and Vale game or our game. I think just in general football now, when you watch it. Do you think it's as prevalent in like the Premier League? Or do you think it's uh, more of a lower league rubbish football problem? <laughs> it goes out more in lower leagues. <laughs> Some teams pride themselves on booting it out. Well, this is it, isn't it? I mean, if you you think you think a Keith Curl side, you know, hit it as long and as far. Don't 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 think about who you're hitting it to. Just get it up the other end of the pitch. If it goes out of play, it goes out of play. I mean, you don't next, get that in the the Premier League. You know, next next Premier League game. Should we do let's, it? Let's time it. Oh, should we do a watch along? A time along? Yes, yes. We'll time along. along. A watch along in watch it. Yay, watch it. Um, Leicester <laughs> against Chelsea is the next Premier League game. Okay. And that's that has potential ding dong implications as well. Oh, here we go. Hey. You and your ding dongs. Hey. Oh. You leave my oh. ding dongs alone. <laughs> What's your ding dong? It does. Well, 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 thank you, Michael. I think that, that quite a good discussion was born out of that. Thank you, Michael. Um, if you'd like to get in contact with the pod, then um, you can email us podcast at cobblersthemy.com. Or you'll find us on social media at Cobblers to Me. Um, well, there's only other, one other thing to talk about this week, and yes. as as always, the answer isn't necessarily the question isn't necessarily how many, but it's did we make it into the second round of the FA Women's Cup, Danny? Yes, you bloody bet we did, Charles. Love it. Did. Yes, come on, upset, Charles. Ooh. It was. It wasn't of upset. Of course, upset. League above, weren't they, Bed- Bedworth? Bedworth United Bedworth. ladies, they were upset by the end. Oh, crying. Hey. Well, potentially. I don't want to <laughs> rub salt into the wounds too much. but <laughs> Salty um, tears. Salty tears. But yes, we're through, Charles. We are Hist- through. History has been made again by this bunch of marvellous people. Can I say Just that I've amazing. never enjoyed my Sunday afternoon more? Yeah. <laughs> Than than I did this this weekend. Just just following the game on social I mean, media was, and on it, our it was drama, wasn't like, it? It was like because oh. because we couldn't see it because we couldn't listen to it anywhere. We were relying on Nick Pentelow on our Slack channel, who was just giving us up. He was there um, giving us updates, and it was just like what, waiting for the football manager text to come through, wasn't it? Of like the minute by minute, especially when it got to the penalties. Oh, we all that sat there on tenterhooks because he was slightly ahead of the official tweets. Um, 
Yeah, because I, I think sometimes, obviously, yeah. when the game's not going, not much is happening, then then there's not a lot to tweet out, is there? And the yeah, official yeah. account doesn't tend to do it. Whereas for like the, I, I don't know whether it's a, a you know, a, an experience thing or, or what, but for the, whenever it's like the men's team are playing, then you get a few more updates, it feels, on the Twitter. And yeah, but I think it's, I think it's probably a little bit more difficult technology wise right. as well for them. Absolutely, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not. I'm just simply saying that it added to the tension because yeah. it was just like I, at one point it was one all, and I didn't know anything else for about 15 minutes, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. "But what's going on?" Yeah, <laughs> but um, I think everyone's just buying into this group, this squad, and like the management team as well and how hard they worked. I think for me, it probably started during lockdown, I think. And you, mm. you, we started to get to know a little bit about them more. You started to understand, you know, how hard they're working and what Josh um, Oldfield and Lou Barry bring to it. Um, how the development squad's coming along as well, all, all that kind of thing. And then it, so it's, when they get these big moments, it just feels a lot better. It feels so much sweeter when this happens and to do it on penalties is so good as well. I mean, I've just... Um, Oh, sorry. I've seen a video on, on Twitter of the last that penalty. Whistle? That, was, that was the video on Twitter of the last penalty <laughs> being Full taken. Full time. Pull over. <laughs> and, um, Isabel McDonald saving the last penalty. And, and uh, yeah. The image, of, the image of them all bundling on was oh, so good. Oh, brilliant, wasn't it? Well, it's, if you've watched the interview that Lou and Josh gave at the end of the, the game, then... They they touch on it here in in the in the league when they're playing the league games and and they're winning you know seven nil nine nil you know it's ridiculously easy and I know a couple of the players have actually turned around and sort of said that actually it's even quite boring for them to just go out and win and I mean I I know that they're not being disrespectful to their opponents because they can only go out there and, and play the teams that you know they're given to play. And I think if they were going out and they were only winning 1-0 and saying it was boring, then you'd all be turning around and going, well, that's that's not really right. You shouldn't say that. But they are going out and literally just hammering every other team in their league at the moment this season. So when they then come up against a, a team like Bedworth, who were much more competitive with them, to then go all the way through to penalties and then win it, actually that that's that's a proper feeling of having won a difficult match that, that they just don't get every single week. And I think that's great that they celebrated the way and they got that feeling because nine times out of ten, you know, it's just a standard victory. This wasn't. Yeah, it definitely felt a lot more special, didn't it? Um, let me continue. Let's, let's have another big, big gun in the next round. Absolutely. Who's next? Come on, line them up. Do, do we get it's the well, second round, isn't it? So they're going second into. Round. So yeah. we don't know. WSL. When do they come into it? Uh, fourth round. I think. Fourth round. We'll get. Let's get Man City. Probably beat them. <laughs> <laughs> the way that they're playing, crikey. Um, we should say. Um, did we say what the score was? It was two all after extra time. And two two. Yeah. Four two. Um, that we won on penalties. You did mention that that Isabel. Yeah. Uh, score. Oh, sorry. She uh, saved two penalties. Yeah. I think uh, even coming from behind as well, they're one 0 down at half time, which doesn't happen to them a lot. So I think psychologically, you've got to dig in somewhere to go and find something to come back from that. Because when you haven't, when you don't do it every week, it's difficult to 
to find yourselves in that position and to find a way back. So they turned it around. I think they were pretty unlucky to actually go in to extra time even. So I think Bedworth scored with about 10 minutes left, but it didn't sound like they deserved it too much. But got there in the end. Got there in the end, didn't they? Yeah, um, it was Leah Cadoon and um, Rachel St. John Moss with the goals yeah. in normal time. And... Our very own Abby Bruin was announced as player of the match. Yes. So get in there. Some well very done, wise people on that panel. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. I do love, um, speaking of panels, Charles, mm. uh, just in case, um, you know, I don't know, just in case someone's listening, um, I'm a big fan of panels. Yeah, you know, award panels. I enjoy them. I, I do like a panel. Love a panel, don't panels. we? Quite happy to promote panels whenever. <laughs> Any particular panel that you'd like to promote this no, week? No, I'm not. No? You know, just just a fan of all panels. Supporters, supporters association fan panels, maybe. That would be an example of a panel, yeah. Charles. Yeah. Hmm. That's a yeah. good example of a panel. Yeah. It is. I like to take panels out to the pub. Oh, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just me and the panels <laughs> sat in the pub, oh, <laughs> giving dear. them a beer. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. taken the pools panel out to? Oh, oh yeah. Often any panel. I take any panel to the pub. I'm not picky. <laughs> he's not. He's not picky with his panels, are Neil? No. <laughs> oh dear, that's uh, that's lovely. Um, panel Cernicek. Oh, brilliant. Uh, And on that note, um, that's everything for this week. Thank you very much for listening and supporting us. If you'd like more from us, then go to cobblestome.com where you'll find Danny's match previews and all the information regarding our fan club. It's um, patreon.com forward slash cobbers to me. Um, Thanks very much for listening. Thank you, Neil, Danny and Chesie. You're welcome, Charles. You're welcome. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Way! There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The cobblers are going through into Division One. Bring them on because we deserve it. This podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with Fan Hub to put fans first. Search FanHub app to play your part in the journey. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet The Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network.